Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thanks for joining us on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcasts. Just search FFSN That's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Nordall's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one, with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. That's rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Rocking it in the building. The crew is here. Big G, 
BP, Relly, and Take Boy Fresh bring you live to you on Apple Radio and Spotify. We got a two-part series tonight on That's Rather Cavaliers podcast. Part one, we're going to break down a little bit of information pertaining to the Cavs and the draft. And part two, we're going to give you all that other NBA news and NBA flavor. But before we get to the pod, man, I got to say what's up to the fellas. Really, man, what's crack a lacking, man? You in the building. What's happening? <laughs> Nothing much, but I'm excited to be here. <laughs> my man, my man. Hey, boy, Fresh, what's going on with you? Let's get this Cavs talk in. What's happening? What's up, Big G? It's nice to have the whole crew together for the first time, the four of us. Yes, sir. The, cat, you know, that's, the crew that's, is in the building. That's nice. B- BP sent out some stats the other day. Uh, the Rather Cavalier podcast is the number four Cleveland Cavalier podcast on Apple Podcasting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we relatively brand new. We went at this for about a couple months, but you know, we're going to try and keep growing and get up there. Yeah, growing and moving, moving and grooving. Let's do this, man. And last but not least, BP, you in the building, baby. What's cracking lacking? Hey, it's good to see you back on board, Big G. It's good to be back with you guys. And of course, I love, you know, talking NBA draft. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, fellas. First topic of part one tonight. Do the Cavs make a move to trade up from the 49th pick of the draft to do something relevant to to increase our ability to move our roster and position to challenge for the NBA title? I'm going to kick this off first. Relly, I'm shooting the question to you. What do the Cavs do with the 49th pick? Do they stand put? Or do they, do they shuffle the board to get the pick move to get something big? I think they stay put. <laughs> With all the pieces that we starting to see move, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to stand still a little bit, See, kind of see what's, what's the motions like. Um, and to be honest, I think a lot of those, especially 1 through 15, they might just stay still anyway. So you might kind of want to kind of see. And then if you can get a trade to kind of get some more asses, maybe pull the trigger. But I think right now they're going to stay a little quiet. Oh, for sure, for sure. I like the answer. Take Boy Fresh, man. The question to you, are they playing chess or are they playing checkers? Do we move the piece and go big fish hunting to try to pair it with something else or do we stand pat? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, I don't know. I don't know that we're capable of going big fish hunting, Big G. But I do think that 49th pick, I think the Cavs are either going to try and trade up or buy their way. You know, big, big, big money. Dan Gilbert got that bread. He can buy a, a early second round pick or something like that. Maybe get up there. And I think small four has to be the has to be the 
the answer to 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 what they need to draft i mean you could arguably go best available but there's no need on that team like a small forward a a wing a, a wing player that can that's long and can play defense and knock down a couple threes so i think that's really the thing to do they can move up to like that between 35 and 30 range if you either trading 49 is a piece or either just spinning the bread like they did a couple years ago when they got kevin porter jr mm. they basically bought that pick from detroit so i think they could do something like that again i'd like to see them do it i don't think they can stay in pat and as far as making a move a free agent move i like to see the Cavs try and get on get in on I know the homie BP is big on uh, uh, Kelly Oubre from Charlotte. He's a free agent. Yeah. But I, I like it. It might cost a little too much money. The Cavs might have to make some moves. Might need some Kobe Altman magic. I like to, like to see the Cavs try and get Kyle Kuzma, who opted out of his, his player option for the Washington Wizards. And we all in the thread and the text talk about how trash Washington is and they blowing everything up. Yeah, they're going trash. Go ahead, let him do do something to let us get Kyle Kuzma, man. I think he'd be the perfect three. Yeah, for sure. VP, stay put, move the pieces. You the Cavs on the ground, Cavs in the land. What the Cavs going to do with that 49th pick, man? Yeah, I've been saying, uh, you know, for a lot of three or four months now that, you know, usually after pick 15, it's pretty easy to, you know, move up into the back half of the first round. So, you know, if the Cavs, we don't know what the Cavs are thinking. You know, they worked out all these guys in Chicago at the Combine. I've got my eye on about four guys I think could help the Cavs, you know, from like pick 20 to pick 30, you know, starting, you know, I mean, uh, good caliber, small forwards. So I'm actually, and Chris Fedor from Cleveland Plain Dealer, cleveland.com reported that the Cavs are trying to move into the, you know, the latter parts of the first round to take pick 49 and move up and, Obviously, you know, you can it can be done very easily with future draft picks and money and all that kind of stuff. So I if they have fallen in love with some type of a small forward, then I can definitely see that happening. Got you, got you. So fellas, sort of part two to this question, but put a little bit more spin on it, right? What can the Cavs do? Do they have the money available to do something to bring a free agent in? Take maybe at that three position you're talking about. Maybe get rid of Jared Allen on the trade. What should the Cavs do outside of stepping back from the draft and looking at a player? BP, I'm going to start with you, man. What should the Cavs do? And we're not talking about the draft. What can they do right now to mix and match and bring something effective into the Cavs roster? Sure. I said on our last podcast that I really like Jeremy Grant from the Portland Trailblazers as a small forward his contract is expired so the Cavs could either try to finagle a way to sign him or do or possibly do a sign and trade where they could use Karis Levert's contract or Jared Allen's contract do hmm. some type of a because uh, Portland it might they might be in rebuild mode as soon as tomorrow night because yeah. they can't find a veteran guy to go with Damon Lillard Lillard's going to force his way out he's going to want to go to Miami or somewhere and then I think there's going to be a fire sale in Portland and Jeremy Grant, he's 6'9", 215, but, you know, he shoots the three ball. He scores 20 and a half points a game. I'd love to get him here with the Cavs. For sure, for sure. Relly, same question. What can the Cavs do? We're not talking about the draft, hmm. but what can they potentially do 
to bring something of value to the Cavs roster and mix it up because we're shooting for first place. I don't know about everybody else. We, we, we're shooting to win the Eastern Conference. So what are we waiting to do in order to mix this thing up and bring a player in that you really like? I think you got to hit up Toronto. They're like they're in a situation right now where all their pieces on the table. I think you got to see what's the value for OG Anobi. I think because the money works, you can get Karis Avert sign and trade. Probably throw like a tangible player like Rubio or something like that, and then another small piece, and you can get that done. Maybe throw in the second round pick. They might ask for ask for that pick just for another player, just for that rebuild. But I think you do that if you really want to make a splash. You get a three and D guy. Um, you get somebody who can actually play with everybody. Now, the only question though is, if you get OG Anobi, do you keep Jared Allen on the on the roster? Mm-hmm. Maybe use him as some as some trade bait. But I think you look for OG Anobi. Got you, got you. Tate, the veteran of the crew, leader of the pack. What do the Cavs do to run this thing down and bring it in to bring the piece that's going to help us do what we need to do? to win the Eastern Conference title next year in Cleveland. I like what both BP and Relly both said. I like Jeremy Grant. I like OG Ananobi. Um, I'm going to go a little different way. I mean, my, my three that I wanted was Kyle Kuzma. OG Ananobi might bring a little more on defense, but I think defense was okay in the, against the Knicks. I think they got stuck. They couldn't score enough. They was holding the Knicks like the – 197, they couldn't yeah. score enough. So, you know, we need somebody that's going to get some. And, and I got a way to get the Cavs more points. This, this is my idea right here. Gotcha. So, we, we all know, we're going to talk about it in part two. We all know about the big trade that Phoenix made to get Bradley Bill. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, you got, you got KD, you got Book, and you got Bill, right? Yeah. Hey, they need they need defense and goons. Yeah. And um DeAndre Ayton not, not, is not gonna get no shots. He already was pouting Ooh. when it when, when, when it was booking KD. I'm thinking I send Jared Allen and Isaac Okoro to Phoenix, get him a defensive center who don't need the ball, get him a defensive stopper to play with them other guys, and we get DeAndre Ayton to go with Evan Mobley. Now we got an offensive center. Ooh. And you know, we we kind of changed the game. We don't try and be a slow down grinding team. We got Darius Garland, we got we got Donovan Mitchell, we got Evan Mobley, Karis Levert, and DeAndre Ayton. We get to running. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you got wow. you you got Detroit coming along with the kid. Uh they got they got Wiseman. And they got the kid they drafted last year out of Memphis. They're going to have two bigs, too. Yeah, true. So, I mean, I like the idea of staying big, just shift from an offensive, from a defensive big to an offensive big and going DeAndre Aiden for Allen. I think the money probably close to work. You can make it work. And Phoenix need those defensive pieces, man. They already got enough offensive firepower. Wow, wow. Hey, so check this out. We're going to take a quick commercial break for That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, and come back and get an instant reaction from Relly and BP about the trade proposal that Tate talked about to bring Aiton back. So we're going to pause for 10 seconds. Let's go.
That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Kicking it in the building with the crew on the Cavaliers. Hey, Tate Boy Fresh just raised an interesting topic to possibly bring DeAndre Ayton to Cleveland. Instant reaction, VP. Do you think it'll work? Or do you think we can swing to the fence and bring Aiden into Cleveland? Uh, I mean, I like the creative thinking, you know, kind of shaking things up. I mean, DeAndre Aiden was, you know, former number one pick in the draft. So he's definitely more talented than Jared Allen. Definitely, uh, you know, on the offensive side. But, you know, he also makes a lot more money than Jared Allen. He makes like 32, 33 million a year. Jared Allen's making 20 million a year. So, and Okoro still is on a rookie contract. So they'd probably have to even throw in more players and money to make it work. But, you know, I would be open to it because, you know, Jared Allen really did fail in the Knicks series. You know, he failed. Let's, agreed, let's be honest. Agreed, agreed. You know, Ayton, it looks like DeAndre Ayton will not be long for the Phoenix Suns. They probably want to shake things up too. And so, you know, that's definitely possible. So, you know, we'll see. But, I mean, it's a, it's a good idea. And I've said all along, Phoenix needs more bodies. They've only got about three or four guys on contracts. They need about 11 guys to fill out their roster. So, if we talk later into the show here, I actually thought we could clear some salary by sending guys like Dean Wade and, um, you know, like guys like Ricky Rubio to Phoenix. They need some live bodies. And maybe that could be a way we clear up some salary to bring in a guy like Jeremy Grant. So that's, oh. so I do like the thinking of us doing some type of deal with Phoenix. For sure, for sure. And, well, and, 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 and Kobe Altman and James Jones have already have a relationship. Very true. Very true. Really, you heard it, man. I think Tape Boy Fresh is trying to get this Chicago <laughs> on and see it in the future and see the way for the Cavs. Do they bring eight men? And, and, and solidify the Cavs roster to go after that Eastern Conference title. I think they that actually sounds really good. I think that's something that would shake them up. Like definitely DeAndre Ayton, like anybody watching DeAndre Ayton is a dog. <laughs> like he, he's a he's a good player. The only thing I question and I kind of would want y'all perspective on it. Do you think it gets to a point because we've seen in the playoff De, DeAndre Ayton has moments where it looked like he gives up a little bit. Mm. And he kind of just he just he just gives up like he just, he's not committed no more. He doesn't do like the little small things. He give up on defense. He's not really committed on offense. Some or depending on who's giving the rock if they seeing him. Do you think that would be a, a bigger issue for the Cavs than maybe a Jared Allen? Hey, I'm gonna swing that back to Tate. Tate, answer that man that question, bro. Tell him what you feel. Say it with your chest. <laughs> hey man, I think DeAndre Aiden. He was. Only reason he was pouting in fans because he wasn't, he wasn't getting no rock. He wasn't getting no shots. Yeah. Book, I mean, you got Bookie KD scoring 80, 80 in between them a game. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think he could come to Cleveland. He could be the focal point of the offense as far as in the post, in the mid post and stuff like that. Garland don't really care about points. Garland, is we need him to facilitate, take, take open threes, drive the lane and kick. I wouldn't need Garland to do. Now, if he, if he went from, I think he had like 22 a game this year, if he went down to 18, 11 assists, that'd be cool. You know what I mean? So, Jared Allen was getting like, what, 12 and twelve and 10, something like that. Yeah. I think Aiden, Aiden come off rip and get you, get you 18 and 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, can, and could Aiden do much worse on defense against Mitchell Robinson <laughs> than, than, than Jared Allen did? Nah, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> For sure, for sure. BP, and then, wanna, and then, oh, and then as far as BP comment, 
I'll go ahead and throw Dean Wade or Chetty in too, BP. They can have even one of them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BP, I'm going to run the old picket fist play and swing it around the horn and toss it up to you. Just answering Relly's question, do you think it really works? Does he disappear or will he be better at the five position for the Cavs? What do you mean, DeAndre Ayton? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the trade, but I don't love it because we, it still doesn't solve the small forward problem. You know, the small forward is the, probably, you know, one of the most important positions in the NBA. Every title contender has a, an elite small forward. You know, look at Jason Tatum, LeBron James, you know, even Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon is a small, you know, all these guys that are 6'8", six, 6'9", six, you know, Paul George, you know, who do we got? You know, we got nobody. So, you know, you're just trading apples and apples. You know, Jared Allen was an all-star. DeAndre Ayton's an all-star caliber center. So I like the idea, but again, it still doesn't solve that glaring problem at small forward. Mm. So question, is the small forward need to be a three and D or does the small forward got to be comparable to some of the guys you just named? LeBron James, uh, uh, Jason Tatum, and old quick draw McGraw out there at Michael Porter Jr. So what type of player are we talking about at small forward if that's the issue and what the Cavs need? Really, I'm going to ask you, what do the Cavs need? If that's the position of need, what do they need at that three, man? Honestly, both. I think both would actually. Because, like, when you look at the Cavs, we honestly desperate for any decent small forward. So you can honestly, if you plugged in Michael Porter Jr., for example, or somebody that's lower tier that's in the draft, like a Monty Bates, right? Mm. Or maybe you throw in a uh, Aaron Gordon, those type of small forwards. I think that works. Like, I don't think, uh, like, BP said, I don't think we need an elite small forward because, I mean, you see Denver. I mean, they was good small forwards, don't get me wrong, but they wasn't a LeBron tier small forwards. And then you got oh. Golden State with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson over there. They didn't have a small forward. They had Iggy. Well, they, no, they had Andrew pretty. Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah. Wiggins is but, good. But I'm, I'm about to say even before that, when they won their first title, they didn't have KD yet. No, so I mean, Harrison, you know, Bar Harrison Barnes was good. And Harrison, you know, and Harrison Barnes was wishy-washy. He was with, let's he be was, real. Harrison Barnes was wishy-washy. He did his role, but he, he wasn't, he wasn't like a LeBron or, or one of Jason Tatum well, type he, of caliber player. But if you, if you looking for a small four, you can get a, like a Michael Porter, Jr., Michael Porter Jr. tier player, Aaron Gordon tier player, those type of small fours. You'd be fine with his roster, but he just has to be able to shoot threes. Like he has to be at least a 30 to 35% shooter from three. That, okay. that is going to be mandatory. Makes sense. Tate, question. If they make the move for Aiton, do they have the salary cap room to go after a guy like Kyle Kuzma and add him additionally with Aiton to the roster and just swing for the fences for the Eastern Conference Finals? What do you think about that question? I don't think I don't think they can get both, man. Not Aiden and Kyle Kuzma. I think Kyle Kuzma is going to be making about 22, 25 million a year. He turned and, down a $13 million option to sign back with the Wizards. No, he turned down to lead the Wizards and hit free agency. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 13, but so it was 13 million to sign back. So he can go get that 22 to 25. So he bagged Chasing. I got you. I got you. Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So I think. Uh, to Rally's point, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. getting paid $150 million over, what, four or five years. So they they not getting him either. Not 
but they could get somebody like a Kyle Anderson, you know, somebody that can play, make, facilitate, and knock down the open three. He don't need the ball a lot, but if you get the rebound, he can go. He can, you know, he, he can pass. He's a good passer. And you know, I mean, I don't. I think he may be available. He's in Memphis last year, right? Yeah. Like slow mo. Yeah. I like him. I mean, you probably get him for like fifteen million. Yeah. I mean, a, a piece like that. Yeah, we do need a three. But I mean, if, if I if I have Aiton Mobley, because having Aiton is going to free Mobley up to do so much more stuff. Yeah. Because he because you know between Mobley and Allen, Mo, Mo, Mobley is the is, is is the offensive one in that in that twosome. If you got Aiton and Mobley, Aiton's offensive one, and Mobley just can focus on his all-around game. True. His passing, True. his defense, his his rim running from the dunker spot, all kind of stuff opens up to Mobley if he had a better five beside him. For sure, for sure. BP swinging it all the way back to where the question started. If the Cavs swing for the fences and go for Aiton, is there a serviceable three out there that the Cavs could sign for a budget and could afford to put it together to have one a serviceable one through five lineup that could win the Eastern Conference Championship. I mean that that's a tough, you know, I've mentioned guys that make like, you know, 15 million a year, 13 million a year, 20 million, you know, Kelly Oubre is currently making 13 million a year. He's listed at 67205. He's a free agent, you know, the mid-level exception is 12.3 million. So, you know, a guy like that might want to take a little bit of a pay cut just to join a good squad. He's really never played on a good team. He's played like six playoff games his whole career. I think Ubre could really help us because he's never really played on a team like this with Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, you know, you're talking, you know, either Jared Allen or, or DeAndre Ayton, you know, that that's a squad, you know? He would be getting like wide open looks in the corner and you know, he still scores 20 points a game. This guy is no loser. So, yeah. you know, on a budget, I would take Kelly Oubre Jr. in a second. Got you. Got you. We lost audio with BP. Can you hear me, BP? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, finish your thought. No, like I said, you know, if if, if money is a concern, you know, I, I would take Kelly Oubre Jr. at 13 million, you know, on a couple year deal, you know, and just figure it out. But I would, I, I don't think you can lose with a guy like him. And that's that's at the low end, you know, the higher end would be Jeremy Grant. So that's my thoughts on the small forward for the cap. Got it, got it. All right, fellas, we're gonna close out part one. Party shots from the crew. Talk to me, Tate. Party shots for part one of hey. That's Rather Cavaliers podcast. Yeah, well, since we didn't get to it, I'm just gonna ask the, the guys and they party shots just to do this. Give a, uh, the draft is tomorrow night for the Cavs. Give give one give one reasonable early pick between say twenty five and thirty five if they were to trade up. Who you'd like to see the Cavs get, and one pick at forty nine if they stay there. Also, that you'd like to see the Cavs pick. So for me, if the Cavs move up, we talking about small forward. Yeah, we talking about a pro ready body. Yeah. And we talking talking about the ability to get buckets. Yeah. Give me Bryce Sisson ball from Ohio State. OHIO, baby, in the building. That's what I'm talking about, Tate. He can he can come off the bench right now and be better than Chetty Osmond was. Right yeah. now. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Right now. Rally, 
Relly, swinging the question to you. Well, no, no, no. I got one more. I got pick 49. Okay, go ahead. And pick 49, we've heard all about it, but I I believe in pedigree and just, you know, forecasting the potential. And I haven't given up on Imani Bates yet. I think if the Cavs can get him at 49, put him on the G League two-way contract, let him grow. Don't rush him. Let him grow. Let him work with the player development staff. I think they could potentially have something in a year or two. Agree. Agree. Relly, the question swings to you and your parting shots. Early pick, late pick for the Cavs. So if we decide to move up, I think I think y'all right. I think we do try to go for a small forward, right? Uh, I've been looking at some small forwards that shoot the ball pretty well. So the first one I was looking at was Grady Dick. Um, he's out of Kansas. Ooh. He's a 6'7", small forward. He's shooting like 43% from three. Uh, So he's a sniper, right? Um, um, He's a 40.3% from three. My bad. But he's a sniper. Uh, I think that would be something we thought Dylan Willer would be. And hopefully that would that would help us in that shooting pocket. And then if we're going late. They'd have to trade way way up because in most of the mocks, Grady Dick is going like 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. We would have to give up. And then if we doing late, as as much as I uh, hate to agree with this one, I, I would go for the Monty Bates. I think yeah. uh, the only the only reason I'm a little hesitant because I actually got the the opportunity to watch him personal, and it's just yeah. I'm just not a fan of his antics off the court. Yeah. But in terms of his game and what he could develop into. Is Michael Porter Jr. and that was a player I wanted back when he was in the draft, and people slept up, slept on him. Denver took the chance, and they finally is got. That, is up? that the year the Cavs took Colin Sexton? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah I wanted, yeah. I wanted Porter. That I wanted Porter Jr. too. They were talking about his back and stuff was messed yeah. up. But yeah. how I looked at it, I mean, and Cavs, we wasn't good, so it was like, no, no. but LeBron was still on the team then. So they couldn't take a chance with Michael Porter. No, Le- no he was, we knew team. he was going to leave. He yeah, was. we. LeBron, he, he was, LeBron, he was technically was on the June. team. The draft was, was in June, and LeBron left in July. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But yeah, we, so yeah, they, they, we knew he was LeBron. gone. But we yeah, knew, they, he, they was knew he was leaving. Like yeah. let's be like because even because we drafted Colin Sexton, with like that wasn't going to be enough. Hey, to and bring Utah and Utah to make him available for trade. Yeah. yeah, they have yeah. made it. They have made it. After less than a year, Colin Sexton's yeah. on the trade market. Which, yeah. <laughs> which says something about, like, you know, no offense, but that says something a little about something. Like, don't be scared, Relly. Really. Say it with your chest. <laughs> T-R-A-S-H in the building. T-R-A-S-H. <laughs> so, for sure, BP, party shots. And yeah. tell me, what the Cavs do early and late? So, you know, if the Cavs trade up to, let's say, you know, pick 25, I really like this Chris Murray from Iowa, Keegan Murray's brother. Oh. And, uh, this guy's a so he's a mature guy. He's 6'9", 215. You know, he's got a solid body. His brother's already made it in the NBA. He was His brother was the fourth pick in the draft. This kid is scheduled to be around the 24th pick. I, and what's odd about him, Keegan Murray is a righty and – this Chris Murray is a lefty, which is crazy because they're identical twins. Yeah. But I can see this Chris Murray fitting in with the Cavs, like seamlessly at pick number, right. you know, 25. 
you know, he can hey. not only he's unselfish, he passes. Hey, BP. Hey, BP. Yeah. BP, I, li I like that. BP. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you was fading out. I like that, man. My only question about that pick, can he play the three? Yeah. He's 6'9", 215. He's a small forward. Yeah. I like you, BP. I like you. Yeah. yeah. So if we stay late, who do we no. go with? I like Imani Bates, but I'm going to give you another answer. And this guy I've been tracking for a year. Chris Livingston from Akron, Ohio. And Ooh. Kentucky. Yeah. This kid can play. Again, and put him in the G League. This guy is like a poor man's Dominique Wilkins. I've seen him myself. Like I said, my son competed against him in a game. My son had 15 points. This kid had 35 points. Woo! He can dunk and shoot threes and run. I'm telling you, this guy's a talent. So, you know, at Kentucky, everybody's game gets stymied. Yeah. So well, this kid is a much better talent than what he showed at Kentucky this past season. Well, I, I, I BP, I, I rock with you on that Livingston because I saw in the tournament, there was a couple of moments where he tried to take over the game. You know, yeah. especially that last game that they got put out. He took over, man. It was his yeah. show. So I like Livingston at that pick if he's available. Oh, yeah. For sure, for too. sure. Yep. All right. Yep. All right, fellas. Part one of That's Rather Cavaliers. For Big G, for BP, for Take Boy Fresh, and for Relly Hall. We'll check you guys out with part two of the NBA Draft Preview. Holla.